All right, this is The Yay. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. <laughs> it is a rainy uh, March Saturday morning, but we have uh, two fantastic guests, Amanda Bailey and Greta Simpson. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Great. <laughs> I feel like it's rehearsal again because I. <laughs> 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 okay, Reg, you don't it's have to take notes. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, Amanda, you are the director, and Greta, you are the star of Tiny Beautiful Things. Oh, great. Uh, Plethos's uh, mm-hmm. production that we will have, hopefully, you know, God and COVID willing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing our fingers. Yeah, I know. Right. Day by day. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a fantastic play, and uh, I've j- it's, we've had such wonderful just experiences just yeah. during the rehearsal process. Absolutely. So if we have this great energy now, it's going to be even greater when we're actually on stage. How do you, how do you guys feel? And Well, how, how are you guys doing this morning? I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> definitely earlier than I usually get up. I know, I know that it's 10, it's almost 11 o'clock in the morning, and that sounds ridiculous, but it's still true. Yeah, I know. I'm not much of a morning, I mean, I can yeah. be a morning person, I can, can wake up, but usually I'm more of a night, so yeah. not, not yeah. really morning people. Theater <laughs> people are yeah. typically yes, exactly. evening people, we trained ourselves. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, as I begin each podcast, how's your week, Norman? Consider this has one been this is one of the craziest weeks I think it's just in American I've history. I've gotten paid for three. Well, that's or four gigs that mm-hmm. just said, "Yeah, we're canceling. We're really sorry. We're canceling, but oh. we're paying you." Like, oh, good. Oh, yay! <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, pay for no work. Yes, please. Okay. Thank you so well, much. I'm, I'm trying to be positive about it. My wife kind of freaked out, and, mm. and she's like, well, "What are we going to do?" I'm like, "It's called." Free time. <laughs> yeah, right. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But it was weird being out last night. We we just went out to get something to eat. And in our neighborhood, the clouds had already blown in. I mean, big, stormy-looking clouds. We go just a couple of miles away to get something to eat. I'm like, look, there's stars. <laughs> 20 minutes later, cloud cover. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because you're teaching kids, right? Aren't you doing the, um, well, there's I, a show yeah, that you're doing, right? Um, Directing for the kids. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, um, yesterday they said, so they canceled Thursday to do a training, a teacher training, mm-hmm. and we're not part of the regular staff, so right. they said, we'll just pay you. Yay! And then <laughs> an email went out Thursday night going, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're canceling the rest of the week. We're canceling next week. Mm, 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 and mm. for other things, I mean, all teachers are going to have a hassle with this. And everybody is going to be fighting when you start saying, well, I just need a little more time to get this done or that done. Everybody's, uh, everybody's in that situation. Yeah. yeah. So that's not going to work. But for us in particular, the only reason we're there is to get a show up. So you're going to take a week and a half from us? Where do you work? Um, I work many places, but Nueva School in Hillsboro is where I do the spring program. Oh, very cool. And then uh, East Bay Center also just, I taught Thursday, Friday, an email went out going, yeah, we're not doing, yeah. yeah. Are you still doing the modeling, the nude modeling? (laughs) (laughs) I will be, has to add that word in, doesn't it? (laughs) I will know already. That's where I'm going, that's where I'm going today. Yeah. Oh, this is live. Please, let's do this. Where do you do this? Oh, my gosh. Up all over. Um, there's the Bay Area Models Guild, and you can look yes. it up, bayareamodelsguild.com. Mm-hmm. No, .org. I think they're .org. Um, they, you know, we are independent contractors, which has meant this whole AB5 thing has yeah, been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. emails going around every week. Maybe this, maybe that, and they tried this, and so far nothing, no fixes. But uh. we're all just hoping. Employers yeah. and us are hoping. And it's like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, if I only hire you twice a year, I shouldn't have to make you an employee. Greta, do you want water? Sets. Oh, sure. I'll, 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 yeah, there you go. Oh, is that one? Water. Thank you. Yeah. But um, the teacher I'm working with today, Suzanne Lake, is a wonderful woman who I met through an art class. I was modeling for an art class, and it was a bunch of women who had organized their own. It wasn't a class. It was a group. Like, they would have these fancy... Oh, the woman who started the cheese board was one of the people. Oh, okay. so there would be this That's array cool. of pastry, beautiful oh. coffee, occasionally some wine. I'm yeah, like, it's, it. it's oh in the God. morning, Fantastic. y'all, really. I'm going to wait on that. Yeah. But that's how I met her. And then at one point she said, well, I'm going to be teaching a class. Would you be willing to model for me? I'm like, of course. So that was over a decade ago. Wow. I have watched her husband die. And now she's decided that she's going to move back east with her kids. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a grandkid and one on the way. Mm. And she's like, I'm I'm moving. So today's going to be our last day. And I'm like, oh, wow. What a shame. Well, I I just, I wrote her a card the last time I worked for her, which was about a month ago. And I was like, I just, one, I want to remind you, this is how we know each other. And two, I have to remind you what a fascinating teacher you are. I have learned so much as a teacher listening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because the hardest thing, I think, in teaching isn't the material. You know your material. You wouldn't be there. Yeah. It's figuring out who your students are and how you can communicate with them. That's right. And particularly them, the yeah. tough yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. It's particularly <clears throat> different types because people come from different backgrounds. Oh, yeah. And right. you have to find different types of voices to reach different people. Well, and, and then with adults, yeah. you get the spectrum of the young, wannabe, greatest artist in the world mm-hmm. who doesn't want to listen to you. Or that retired person who also doesn't want to listen to anybody because they're old yeah. and they don't want to listen yeah. to anybody. Yeah. It's difficult because they, right. they haven't been in like a, a teach. They haven't been the student in a teacher-student right. relationship in a long time. Right. So, so I've watched her manage that for years. I've watched with different classes. And what she figured out was sort of her own style. And if people don't get along with that, then they just sort of disappear. Mm. But um, the people who keep coming back are so happy. And she'll, one of the things, it's like the, one of the simplest things in teaching is I do, we do, I do, we do, you do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, you can give the lecture, but then you need to actually demonstrate, especially depending on what the material is. Mm-hmm. Demonstrate it, then work through it with them, then kind of That's set it. them on their course. And she was somebody who taught me that. She always does these beautiful little slideshows. To show them whatever it is they're talking about, whatever the lesson is, mm-hmm. um, examples through history of how you approach this and how you can use this and how you can see this person started to do this. Because that's the other problem in mm-hmm. art yeah. is the people who are afraid to put down a single line. It's like you are going to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, right. It's oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. some of those mistakes are going to be the most beautiful things. I just saw a thing about the uh, the statue David. Mm-hmm. Yes. David, mm-hmm. that statue. Apparently, the head is way bigger than the body proportionally. Oh, yeah. That is right. The reason it is is because it was designed to be up on a building. That's right. So from that perspective, perspective, you would – Yeah. So, you know, when she teaches things like that, she just – she's always been great. Wow. It just makes me happier. What what a shame. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Amanda, because you have a day job. I think you um, you're – shoot. I don't want to say – 
I'm gonna say clown or whatever, but no. <laughs> a fairy princess. Sorry, yeah. no, it's on my jacket right now. It says professional fairy. Yeah. Um. Have you been affected by this thing? Have you, have you there been closures and stuff like that? Oh my God, yes. Oh. Um, uh, it's been, I mean, it was really terrifying at first because we were like, no one's going to have birthday parties. That's mm-hmm. just, like, going to be the first thing to go, right? Mm-hmm. It's right. frivolous to have, like, birthday parties. But they still they still do. The thing is, it's like kids, it, uh, you want to try to keep normalcy for them. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Right. so they're still happening. Um, they're a little bit smaller. But sure. um, mm-hmm. most of the most of the people that have had us on the books for months have kept us on the books. Right. Cool, cool. We haven't booked a ton of new shows, I don't think. I don't That's exactly know um, because – of course, I'm not on that side of this the business. Um, I'm really lucky to not be on that side of the business. Yeah. I work for a company that actually has people that do all of our scheduling. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the in the party entertainment business, it's a lot of you know booking your own gigs and right. and keeping your own schedule, and that would be that would be a whole other um, ball game. But my my boss is really smart, and she. Um, she well, my two bosses, um, the CEO and then my direct manager, they have come up with a whole game plan on how to tackle this. Great. And they okay. are, yeah, they're like actually using it. They're like, you know what? We're not going to view this as an inconvenience. We're going to view it as an opportunity because you know what there are? There's a bunch of groups of small children stuck at home for the next two weeks. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. So smart. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, no, that's fantastic because just thinking about this week, it reminds me so much of September 11th. Not just the event, well, the chaos. but just the, the chaos, chaos and yeah. what do you do and right. just the disruption of all sorts of life. And all, all the misinformation. I was going to say the lack of leadership. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. Have you been disrupted at all, Greta? You know, um, wise? not really. I mean, our, I work for the Computer History Museum, and the museum itself is closed. The one uh, on in Ma- oh, the one no. in Mountain View. Okay. But I work at their external archive, which is mm-hmm. in Fremont. And the museum itself is closed mm-hmm. to the public, mm-hmm. but the archive, we only have, like, four people who are right. there all the time anyway, so it's extremely low risk. Mm-hmm. So the main thing is I um, am the acquisitions registrar, so I have been getting, I would say, maybe fewer donation offers just because mm-hmm. people are thinking mm. about other right. things. Yeah. But that's not a big deal anyway. So. Well, that, well, that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. happy about that. Yeah. Well, we well I'm wondering um, with the party thing, yes. I'm curious, because yes. I, I had a modeling gig this week. And it was in one of those – I actually hate that school. I won't say which school it is. <laughs> Rooms are done sort of uh, gallery style. Yeah. There's no ceilings. So yeah. there was a classroom next to us with a very loud man. But oh, to no. his credit, he spent a good 20 minutes going over what the virus is, what yeah. the symptoms are, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you need to do, mm-hmm. what you do and don't need to work. I'm just listening to him drone on and on, and I'm thinking – these kids could care less about what happens <laughs> to them, but so I am I fascinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm realizing, and I did the next class I had. I, was, I sat my class down. and I was like, so let's just talk a little bit about you know what's going on and yeah, how you're feeling. And yeah. one little girl was like, I'm done. Yeah, and I get the feeling that kids they might they might feel they, they take on what their parents feel. Yes. Right. So Absolutely. you know it may not directly affect them, right. and of course the disease itself doesn't affect children at all. I was reading right. it from the New well, York. Well, it's a cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's a cold just a cold. <coughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, unless you're old or you have another like Immune. issue yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Well, we can transition into current events, and of course there is no greater well, current event than that this. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I was like, this is probably gonna be the bulk the of the podcast. The roads are empty. <laughs> yeah. The stores are crazy. I was yeah. saying to myself, this is how. Um, Movie. This is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Contagion and, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> My wife came home with a thing of toilet paper. So I went to put it away, 
there's an unopened thing of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and I have opened thing of toilet paper. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you needed it, but okay. But you know, it's interesting. I mean, like one thing that I read in the news, Jim Baker. I don't know. I mean, we're of the age we remember Jim Baker. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who Jim Baker is. Oh goodness. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> televangelist. So oh. televangelist back in the 1980s, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, and he was this, you know, televangelist recording the, basically, you know, dealing with the uh, religious, mm-hmm. hard-right religious folks. And, right. uh, so the Joel Austin of your time. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Until exactly. he was caught cheating with his wife, cheating <gasps> on, cheating oh. on his wife oh. with a woman, and of course embezzling money. Right. And it was a big, Classic. big thing. It was like So in any case, what happened to, to this week, he is back on the air. What? Selling yeah. oh God. silver to cure the uh, the coronavirus. Silver? It's <laughs> just like the Jim Law character in Contagion. Like yeah, colloidal exactly. silver? Yeah, exactly. Oh Which God. is crazy. And also... You're not turning into werewolves. I, I mean, exactly. Heard it here <laughs> also, Alex Jones of, um, of oh, InfoWars. Infowars yes. Yeah, this hard right, oh really horrible God. individual. He's selling anti-coronavirus toothpaste. What? Oh, yeah, these, man, these, so they, these people really make me upset wow. because they're taking advantage. Yeah, right. yeah they uh, are. I mean, they're just vultures. Yes, they it's are. There's always going to be those vultures yeah. ready to swoop in right whenever, whenever there's a weakness in society yeah, like people this. People are scared and desperate, yes. and they're mm-hmm. just looking well, for people yeah. want an answer. It's like how all right. the, the masks are selling out, even though they've told you, like told everyone, the masks don't work, and the yeah. ones that do work need to be left for the, pr- for the professionals who can actually be interacting with. Yeah, all Republicans. Congressman, he was in. Oh Congress. yes. Um, oh God. Yes. Oh, okay. I know I, that guy. I don't know the dude's name. But he's he's an idiot, and he continues <laughs> to be he an really, idiot. He yeah. really is. But also, I mean, Anton's well. They've had to cancel their Samuel yeah. Beckett thing. Pretty much everybody. Ben yeah. Stiff has had to cancel yeah. their thing. Oh so all of the Bay Area, uh, like live. I uh, think San Jose stage is yeah. finishing. I think they're. F- I didn't read the last message. They sent out a message yesterday, but the message I'd seen before said they were going to finish the weekend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was looking um, at something that was released by Jet City Improv in Seattle, and what they're doing is quarantine seating. So they're making sure that there are one to two seats between every group of people that buys smart. tickets. That's yeah. super smart. And they're, they're just saying, like, better to have some people coming to our improv shows than no one. Yeah. So, so instead true. of just canceling it all, let's just only book half our right. theater and just make sure that everyone has at least one to two seats. Between That's them. smart. I'm actually going to make a note of that to tell Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I know. I, I'm thinking that we should definitely spread the word on that. That one's great. Because mm-hmm. the first thing I said last night was, Oh, we, we went and we got something to eat, and then I was like, well, maybe we could go to the movie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, exactly. Then they did that. If I knew nobody was going to be within two seats of me, I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 You know, one of the crazy things, I mean, I was reading about Heidi Klum. I mean, one of the big problems is people, even if you went to your doctor to get tested, a lot of people have been pushed back. The right. doctors said, yep. hey, listen, we don't have the test kits from right. the CDC. Yep. Mm-hmm. They haven't made enough, yep. so I can't test you. Go home. If you yep. don't have a cold, I mean, I think there are right. three symptoms you have to look for. Number one, you have to have a fever. Right. Two, you have to have a cough. Right. And three, I think it's uh, uh, trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any of those three, then I think, I think you're fine. Right. Of course, you can have right. it and not have the symptoms. And not have symptoms yet. But that's the main thing. I mean, if Heidi Klum... Who is of uh, what is her? What is the show that she's in? Uh, Project Runway. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. If she can't get tested, what right. about us? Right. right. Yeah. Right. Oh no, that's the the article I was just reading was like 
if Tom Hanks had been in the U.S., would any of us know? That's right. He was tested overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. And, and, you know, Trump is saying, oh, everyone's okay. And Pence is saying, oh, so you, you can, of course, get tested. And, of course, he's being corrected. Yeah. Yes. We have a White House that and is really lying. T- yeah, no. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> Shocking. No, the White House never, <laughs> never lies. Exactly. And we were talking uh, during, I think, uh, off mic, uh, during uh-huh. one of our rehearsals two years ago, uh, Trump defunded, or right. at least yes. cut by 80%. Yes. The funding yeah. for right. CDC, the is CDC. Like, oh, we don't need all that. Well, if, they, if a crisis happens, then we'll fund them. That well, video is all now? over today. I saw. I mean, yesterday. I saw it yesterday. Numerous times. I saw that video. It's yeah. Like, here he is. Here he is, just like yep. proudly bragging. Yeah. Yeah. And we and can it, call him back. We can call him and back. And there's a crazy photo yeah. of one of the doctors doing this to Trump, and Trump is extending his hand. Oh my God! Yeah, it's so that get, isn't yeah. a. I mean, it's. He just doesn't get it. No, he, he, he doesn't get it. a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Pretty much one thing he gets. Yeah, speaking of which, it'll <laughs> be interesting to see how the Democratic nomination, because mm. how are you going to have primaries if people are afraid to vote? They're having yeah. a debate it's tomorrow with no audience. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One question I'll ask. Oh, that's right. They are all. Oh, yeah. They're really hot. Oh, Biden's only a year younger. That's true. Been Bernie. That's right. 78 and 77. Yeah. And Trump himself is old. Yeah. But the question I'll ask the both of you, do you feel optimistic about 2020? I mean, how do you how do you feel about the election? You and I have talked about this, Amanda. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel optimistic because I feel like no matter what, we're going to end up with a better person than Trump as long as we can elect someone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's tricky. Uh, I mean, I I, I think I, I have equally supportive and negative feelings towards both Bernie and Trump at this point. But I, I'm sorry, Bernie and Trump. Bi- sorry, Biden. Bernie Biden. and Biden, yeah. not Bernie and Trump. <laughs> I have much more towards Trump than Bernie. I apologize, uh, Bernie. <laughs> didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> uh, but Bernie and Bernie and Biden. Uh, yeah. But I think either one of them is going to be a staggering improvement. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll have government back. Yeah, isn't that crazy? With okay. people running agencies who actually want their agency to succeed. Oh, exactly. No, literally, that's what I, I've been like talking to all my friends about, is it feels like uh, a couple years back when the government shutdown happened, mm-hmm. it feels like that's been happening for the past four <laughs> years. Right, yeah. It's just we've been in a giant government shutdown, and all yeah. of the chaos of that week has just been expanded. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you think that by, I mean, if Biden wins the nomination, do you think he'll have a woman as his vice president? If Biden, they, they, both really of them, yeah. yeah, I think the best, the best move that either one of them could make at this point mm-hmm. is to bring Elizabeth Warren on board. Yeah, if to, she wants it, if she wants it, but if she puts her eggs into one of their baskets, I think that's so. going to be the golden I think egg. That's it. Really yeah. Yeah. Be. I mean, I don't think that both of them are on the phone. Just you know. Negotiating, wooing, yeah, exactly. She's she's like the most popular girl at the dance <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they keep saying the only, and everybody, every now and then, somebody points out, well, there's Tulsi. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not voting for Democrat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Greta, how do you feel about what's going on, and are you optimistic? Oh, well, you know, it's just so hard to say what will happen. I mean, I think I'm generally optimistic, but yeah, yeah you know, you never know. I don't think any of us predicted Trump. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, who knows? Right. It's so yeah. hard to right. predict 
the um, it's so hard to understand the political landscape from where we are here in the Bay Area because yeah we're in a bubble sure. we're in a bubble and I don't even I don't think I even know anyone who's a <laughs> Trump mm. supporter yeah anyone I do <laughs> shout out to Castro Valley yeah if you venture out I mean I have some friends of mine I have a friend uh, she's a Chinese woman and she's married to a guy who. You know, freely voted for Trump, and uh, really? it's, and, it's, and it's one of those things where, I'm like, how do you have conversations? She's like, well, we don't, and I just we don't. We just don't talk, really. Yeah, and it's it's just very, very weird. I mean, it's how do you speak to people who think completely different from from yeah. how, where you? Well, you in, in this post-truth era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like if we can't even agree on the facts, then, wow, we're in trouble. Exactly. Like, I think that's a big thing is um, it used to be everybody being like, don't let politics ruin relationships. And it's like, well, <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> but it's like if you – exactly. If you don't agree on what the facts are and right. what the truth is and what reality is, it is very hard to maintain a relationship with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Did we talk about Weinstein last week? If we did, I can push that back. Um, I think we, we did. I mean, yeah, I mean, he got I, I, I 23 years. He got 23 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, fantastic. And, no, and L.A. is trying to extradite. That's right. Yeah, I know. I love I mean, this. Because for somebody like him, 23 years, that's pretty much death sentence. Even yeah, if he exactly. ended up just serving yes. half of it, yeah. mm-hmm. that makes him pretty damn old. Yeah. Not too yeah. old to rape, but... Pretty old, but pretty old, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even after he finishes that, he'll have to, <coughs> you know, do the other trial. Right. And also, R. Right. Kelly, there's additional charges on him. Finally, oh. the women are getting to talk. They're finally talking. Yeah, no. that's a wonderful thing about We're the Me Too listening. movement. I mean, women who have felt, gee, no one's listening to me. Right. Even mm-hmm. the black girls who right. have been talking about R. Kelly for all this time. Oh, yeah. Now that you have something like a Weinstein conviction, they're like, okay, well, maybe now the climate is better that I can talk right. yeah. and not be ridiculed. Right. Yeah, it's so unfortunate that, like, in our society, like, black women have to wait until white women start speaking up oh, yeah. to, like, be heard. It's, yeah. it's That's a use your privilege for good. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, exactly. Give a voice to the voiceless. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, I think I had one other thing. So, a Florida woman. So, they're registering. <laughs> Florida woman. Yeah. <laughs> we already know it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. You're waiting for it. So this happened around Super Tuesday, but it's something that worries me a little bit. So she's registering voters, and of course she's—you oh, probably heard about this. Yes, she's she oh. works for uh, Trump's campaign, but she's supposed to be reg- just registering voters. People are registering Democrat, but she's changing them. Oh my oh, God! That's that's I mean, that is that is um, totally illegal. That's oh, completely illegal. illegal. I, I mean, presumably, what happened to her? Well, she was charged. Good. And of course, you know, she's awaiting trial and all this stuff. But I mean, if that's that what's going on, if that's so just one illegal. person, oh yeah. What if other people oh, are sure. doing that? I'm I mean, sure. That's oh, a, oh yeah. That's a huge problem. I think it's always been a huge yeah. problem. Oh you know, yeah. I mean, I worry about gerrymandering in certain states, and I worry about yeah. just oh yeah, just the democratic process. I mean. They're even talking about, I read an article today that if the coronavirus goes on and Trump is sneaky enough, he can say, well, let's forget about voting. Let's push let's it back. Let's kick the can. Mm-hmm. Right to free assembly and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And if there's a Congress, I mean, that's the thing about Trump. One person, you know, one person can be evil, but evil needs friends. And what? where are the Republican Party? You know, they, they, were, they were the party before Trump even came into office. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really crazy. All right. Origin story. Uh, we have uh, you, you two. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how um, I'm both Amanda and Greta. I guess I'll start with you, Amanda. How did you get involved in theater? How did I get involved in theater? Yeah, where were you born and raised? And um, all that stuff. I was like, <laughs> I'm so interested. Okay. 
born and raised in Castor Valley. Okay. Uh, <laughs> still there. Yeah. Briefly left. Came back almost immediately. <laughs> Not by any choice of my own, really. But yeah. um, were you involved in theater when you were like a little, little so girl? Yeah, I. My my mother was from the time I was born, essentially, mm-hmm. always making jokes about how I was going to be, especially when I was very little, an opera singer mm-hmm. because <laughs> I was just constantly screaming and breaking everyone's eardrums. Um, and then as soon as I could like walk and talk, just dramatic and performance, and yeah. I would do all kinds of stuff like that. I would choreograph routines to music and oh, wow. force everyone in the house to <laughs> sit down and watch me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do all of the, that stuff. So cute. But I didn't really um, – I had kind of a tumultuous uh, childhood because my uh, parents got divorced, and sure. it was a really messy one. Yeah. So um, theater really didn't become a big part of my life until um, – I think I was probably, what, 10 when I um, – did a theater camp and mm. uh, immediately was just like I'm doing this forever um, and then from there went on to um, I got scouted by one of those um, hungry evil talent scouts that really just oh, wants your money yeah 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 <laughs> and um, kind of fell into that but my mom uh, who wasn't a lawyer at the time is a lawyer now went back oh, to law school right on her. yeah oh. very impressive um, she inspires me a lot love you mom who <laughs> 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 I know will be listening to this um uh, yeah, she was smart, and she sat down with the, the head guy of the company, actually, and she was like, I am not giving you all of this money up front because I have no idea what you're going to do mm-hmm. for my daughter. She was like, so Good. I will pay you uh, like in small increments as we go, as I see results. She's like, so I'll give you like the whatever it was, $500 right now, mm-hmm. and so that pays for the, the acting classes she's going to do and the photo shoot and like, the, mm-hmm. the um, showcase, what they yeah. call it. Um, she's like, and then I will pay for the next bit after that has happened. Well, fast forward till after the acting class. So I got the acting class out of it, which is great. It mm-hmm. was very helpful. I've worked with some cool people. But then um, the they shut down because that was when the swine flu happened. Oh. Right? And I had actually been selected to compete in – they had a, a competition for all of their kids nationwide mm. um, where you could compete in acting, dance, or singing. And so I decided to do dance because at that point I'd been doing Irish River Dance for five years. Uh, wow. And I was <laughs> like, so cool. this is going to be so unique. They're not going to have seen anything like this. So I did it, and I got selected out of their thousands of kids Yay. for the top 40. Nice. And I was like – going to LA we're doing the thing <laughs> and then the swine flu happened mm. and so they sent out an email saying oh uh, the, all of the judges contracted swine flu <laughs> and oh no see and I, I don't even know if that's true <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing because then it was like oh okay and now because we had to postpone we've lost our venue so now we're gonna push it back and push so they just kept pushing it back mm. pushing it back finally it was cancelled and then everyone just stopped hearing from the company mm. and yeah they had just uh essentially shut down uh, and opened up under a new name. And oh. so took all of the money from everybody <laughs> right. and did yeah. that. Big class action lawsuit happened. Ooh. Did you guys get your money back or? No, but the good thing was, is I mean, we really wouldn't have had an argument because mm. we got um, what we paid for, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. We paid like the $500 and I got the classes out of it. And so um, it, I, we didn't really lose any money, but mm-hmm. we just felt so bad for all of the other families right. we'd interacted wow, with. Wow, wow, wow. Because there were so many. I mean, this was not, I mean, a small setup. I mean, they, like, brought in actual celebrities to, like, talk to us. Oh, interesting. Stuff. It was interesting because 
But it was all, that was the thing, is that's where all of their money was going. It was all towards making the illusion that, oh, sure, we're sure. legit, we're legit. Yeah, these predatory companies that take advantage of parents and, you know, who have these illusions of, oh, my kid mm-hmm. is going to be a superstar and getting commercials and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are some legitimate groups that do that, but yeah. a lot of them are like, hey, let's take your money and, okay, there you go, we're going to do a show. Well, you, yes. you hear, and you, hear movie, you see movies and things about this, when you actually experience it, you're kind of like, Oh, wow. Okay, so A, it's that easy for you to do that, and B, it's that easy for you to get busted. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Greta, how about you? How did you get involved? Oh, yeah, it's I've, I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Born um, and raised here? No, I was uh, born and raised in the greater Seattle area, okay. so born in Ballard, Washington. Ballard is part neighborhood in Seattle, and then um, went to high school and um, elementary school in Shoreline, which is just north of Seattle, so um, okay. greater Seattle area, and um, my dad did a lot of theater when he was younger. He mm-hmm. kind of stopped by the time I was born. Oh, wow. He was in theater. Cool. Yeah, my yeah. dad was really into theater in Seattle, and then my aunt, who just recently passed away, unfortunately, she oh, was sorry. always extremely involved in theater, and so my mom signed me up for classes when I was probably five, so I, it wasn't even a choice, like I wasn't even necessarily <laughs> like, I'm interested in theater, <laughs> I was just like, they're just like, you're doing it, this is something we do, <laughs> mm. and um, my aunt has always been really encouraging, and then I, you know, it was just, like I said, it wasn't even a choice, I just kept doing it, kept doing it, um, and then I minored in it, in it at University of Hawaii, and, um, oh, I didn't know you went to Hawaii, yeah, great university, love That's that, right. Rainbow Loved it. Um, people think, you know, if you go to Hawaii, you're just like surfing and not going to class. They are. It's an excellent school. <laughs> I think I've paid very little for an excellent education. So oh, I yes. highly I recommend everyone go to the University of Hawaii. And um, really interesting theater program, too, because they do Eastern and Western theater. Wow. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. So you take classes in, you know, the kind of acting classes we've all taken other places mm-hmm. as well. But then you'll also get things like... Um, Suzuki. Yeah, yeah, Kabuki and, and No. And, no. Um, and then when they mount their shows, they make sure that they do one really... In addition to all their black box shows, they do a really big Western-style show, and they do a really big um, Eastern-style Eastern wow. show. And they do different things. They'll, they'll do Balinese puppet shows. They'll do so yeah. all wow. kinds of things. So it's really cool. That's fantastic. We had Scott Munson on, who is a playwright. He's worked all over the Bay Area, and he recommends for budding playwrights. Don't just focus on Eastern, I mean, sorry, Western yeah, you know, yeah, theater stuff that we see on TV all the time, but expand your mind. Get out of the box and mm-hmm. focus on different types yeah, of theater. Yeah, that's so important <coughs> to see how different stories are told. Yeah. Yeah, and you really learn things, like, that I would never have realized. Like, I went and saw a No performance, and I don't know, No is so slow. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like... Um, they published the... For those who are listening, N-O-H. N-O-H, that's what N-O-H yes, yes. No, a Japanese, a sort of ancient Japanese form mm-hmm. of theater. And they published in the program the poem that they were saying, basically, and right. then you watched it, and it, yet it takes two hours. It's like right. a few pages, and it takes two hours. <laughs> right. And they move so slowly that it is hypnotic. Yep. I mean, oh. at one point, the character, I mean, they move like... You can't see what I'm doing, but she's moving very slowly. At one point, a character took off their hat and set it down, and um, a few moments later, I turned to the person next to me and said, "Where did the hat go?" 
<laughs> where, did, where did it go? And the stagehands had run on and grabbed it and run off. Right. It was uh, so yeah. hypnotized by watching, watching this incredibly yeah, yeah, yeah. slow movement. And so it was really instructive that, yeah. you know, we always think that, like, to keep things high energy, yeah. you have to be moving, moving, moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, dead space is bad and stuff right. like right. that. Right, yeah. but in this style, it's all about mm-hmm. sleep. You're, you're mm-hmm. so hypnotized. When will that thing touch the ground? Wow. You know, how, wow. When will they reach that point across sure. the stage? Sure. That fascinates me. Yeah, that is fascinating. I, I teach. I, I've had training in it and, and teach just referencing it. And I love talking about, so you'll get the priest, who's sort of a narrator character, who says, I will go to the mountain. Mm-hmm. It is three days' journey. And then they will slowly make their way from <laughs> upstage, yeah. just downstage. Yes, yeah. And then they will turn at the edge of the stage, saying, I have arrived at the mountain. Yes, yes. And you have. You've watched them take this journey that somehow is three days uh-huh. and, you know, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's really, it's really incredible, and it's so different. Yeah. Um, I'm always interested in techniques. So did you, like Beats and Objective and Stanislavski and the Meisner technique, did you learn any of that stuff at yeah, all? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, Stella Adler's yeah. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And we oh, had cool. a Meisner class as well. Yeah. Um, so I took some of those. But then, yeah, and then, um, but the other, the puppetry classes and things, those were really interesting. Because I think okay. a lot in, in America, I don't know what your experience has been, mm-hmm. but in American theatrical training, we do tend to focus on naturalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't really, being na- natural is not yeah. useful. What you actually want to be is just believable. And mm-hmm. so if you yes. can really learn th- to make, to own a style, and yes. then that's really, I'm sure you get some of that in your fairy performance where you have to oh, say yeah. absurd things. Oh, and yet for make sure. It. Yeah, I was going to say, I super, super relate to that, because that was actually what was difficult for me when I first started getting into um, musical theater, sure. was that I had to be not natural, and it yeah. was so, so not natural for me to not be natural. Right. Like, they would always be like, your instincts are so good, you're so, like, so believable, but for this scene, we really need you to have, like, an absurd energy, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, it's, it's a real, it's really, it can be hard, it can be hard to, to act not how you would in, in a real situation, or as a real person, uh, but yeah, I think once you can kind of, yeah, suspend belief for yourself, I mean, then you, you it makes so much sense, you're like, oh, well, the audience is suspending yeah. disbelief, so, like, why don't I do that, right, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, it's interesting, because I think about just how we, especially in America, it's like our thoughts aren't even ours. I mean, like we watch what we see on TV or in the movies mm-hmm. or whatever, and we think it's natural, but it's really what we're watching. Sure, sure, that's true. Yeah. I run into that all the time with writing because I also write, and I'll yeah. write things, and I realize I'm writing this the way a movie script would sound, not mm-hmm. the way that people actually talk. Right. Because right. you realize there is a difference. Like one of the classic um, like traps that writers fall into is using – people's names over and over again because right. in, in movies they just keep repeating yeah. their names so it, I, right. it would be like me being like Greta blah 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 blah, blah. you yeah. don't understand Greta yeah. <laughs> but occasionally you will meet someone who does that <laughs> yeah. so disconcerting well, I'm mimicking what they see on yeah. movies <laughs> yeah exactly and, and yeah. I mean you do see it on TV sometimes with reporters but that's be- that um, it's funny because my uh, friend actually went to journalism school yeah. she's like that's a sign of an insecure reporter they'll constantly repeat uh, 
the person's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I read somewhere that um, repeating someone's name, it's very salesman because people mm-hmm. like hearing their own sure, name, sure. apparently. Yeah. So, like, salesmen will say your name again and again. Mm-hmm. That, that is so right. As a, like, I know you. Yeah. yeah. See, like, yeah. and it does kind of work. Don't. I can kind of psychologically <laughs> feel it working. <laughs> but it also sends me a subliminal message. Someone is trying to, especially if they don't know, they don't know me personally. Like, yes. my, no one calls me Reginald. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah, if someone calls you on the phone, they're like, Reginald, blah, 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 Reginald. You're yeah, like, you're ah, like, ah, no, 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 I know what you're trying to do here. <laughs> right, exactly. I want to get back to you, um, Amanda. Yes. As far as trauma, because we've talked about this, we've had mm-hmm. guests on, and I know for me, coming from a troubled background, theater sort of saved me. I went to an arts high school, oh, yeah. and my life just changed. Yeah. Was it the same for you? I mean, you don't have to talk about, you know, what you've had to go through, but... Mm-hmm. No, um... I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I I think that part of what theater did for me was, I mean, for one, I think it's really important when you're going through a tough time to, to have something that you feel like you're good at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, it was always something that I felt, I felt like I could do well, and so doing that helped. But, mm-hmm. of course, there's also, like, the level of being able to express yourself and you and being able to process trauma by kind of um, channeling that trauma yeah. into something. I mean, yeah. it was so powerful for me to take what I had gone through and put it into a scene. Yes. And then the feedback, getting positive feedback for that scene right. was almost like getting confirmation of my healing right. yes. through yes. that trauma. And it was just so crazy. And um, – yeah, I just I think that I that's always been part of why I love it because it, it for me it does feel a lot like therapy. It's like accessing something and and working through it mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way. Yeah. Rather than the way that we tend to process trauma, which is to look back and stress out about it and then turn it into negative habits. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. you know Norman with when you work with each one, reach one, you've had to deal with that all the time as a teacher for at risk <coughs> youths. Each one, each one does uh, playwriting in in juvenile detention facilities primarily. Oh, I, I love that. That's it's been amazing. fun. Um, I had to take a day off from my Richmond class, and I left a couple of those scripts uh, for the sub to use. Mm-hmm. I came back, and the kids were like, "Those scripts, that script, we love that script, we love that script." <laughs> and I was like, "That's so funny," because and then I told them what the background was, and the. <laughs> This little girl is having a wonderfully emotional part of her life right now. She's just like, oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. And these are scripts written by the students. They're right? written by yeah. the, these young people, mostly young men. And um, and we particularly, if we were going to identify psychologically what we're trying to do, is teach them conflict resolution. And, you know, and the example we always use is like, say, Star Wars, for example, where mm-hmm. there's just tons of stormtroopers. Every battle is psh, 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 like an action game, right? Nobody cares. Nobody went, oh, that poor guy got shot. Nobody cares. We don't know that character. We don't care about them. But when somebody suddenly comes around the corner and takes off their helmet and it's my brother or mm-hmm. my father, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father, oh, now we want a conversation. And now yeah. you could just stop fighting for a second and let's find out what's going on. And we have to teach them that. And the biggest conflict they run into is when they want their best friend, because we make them do just two characters, when they want the best friend to be the other character. Well, that's cool. And so, well, so what's the conflict? Oh, there's no conflict. They get like, well, sometimes you <laughs> want the same thing, but you have different attitudes about how you get it. Mm-hmm. really have to dig to get them to start to see that. Because all sure. they know is it's conflict. It either goes from, you know, it goes right. from zero yeah. to 60, bam. 
to have to stop at 10 mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of negotiate is, is yeah it's interesting when i went to duke ellington it wasn't just me, but a lot of the girls, they, they brought in, I'm sure you are familiar with, for, for Color Girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just a series of mom logs about women and what they have to go through. Mm-hmm. And it was so cathartic for the young girls who were there talking about, um, you know, sex and, and, and rape or, let's say, just, Abuse you know. And, and, yeah, yeah. No all sorts of stuff. So it really showed me at a very young age, theater isn't just a fun thing, but it's also a, a way to – to sort of uh, just get your emotions out and also to find out, you know, what's what's reactive or whatever. It's, it's, it was a learning experience, mm-hmm. you know, stepping into someone else's shoes. And so it, that's a fantastic thing. I had a teacher that always say, theater is therapeutic, but it is not therapy. You yeah. Know, yeah. Not, yeah. Right. yeah, it's not a substitute, but, <laughs> right, exactly. but it is a nice tool to go along with it. Exactly. Most exactly. of us don't have training in that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, you talked about your training, Greta. What about you, Amanda? When you went to school, uh, did you? So I actually have just gone back to school to finish mm-hmm. my degree because I um, was under a lot of pressure, not least of which from myself, to uh, kind of figure out a path that was a little bit safer in mm-hmm. life. Um, but so I took a couple years off of school and eventually came to the realization that I am not happy doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Right. So I, and I've been really lucky since I've. Um, like got come back to it and not even just coming back to school but when I got involved uh, before I went back I decided to start auditioning again because I hadn't done it in I mean since high school really and um, I went and auditioned for Plethos Productions yeah, um, and got cast in the complete works of William Shakespeare oh wow and it which is like two three three people three people, three people. Yeah. it's such a funny show it is so <laughs> fun it <laughs> is honestly I mean I don't know how I will ever top the amount of fun that was had with that mm-hmm. show because mm-hmm. it is just absolute absurdism and mm-hmm. in the best possible yeah. way right. it's it's wonderful and you get to play with it a little bit they specifically was, was Nick Mandrakia in it Nick Mandrakia was in it ah oh. Oh, yeah, he's lovely. Yeah, Nick, 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 behind me, I think, um, okay. in, uh, we went to the same high school, oh, okay. and so she, uh, she also did a similar path to me, she uh, played it in a, in one of the Plutho shows, and then assistant directed the next one, mm-hmm. and then uh, directed a show. Cool. So. Awesome. Yeah. No, it's fantastic what Plethos is doing. It's not just mm-hmm. providing good theater. No. But providing a, uh, providing a, a, opportunities. A yeah. For, for mm-hmm. budding actors and directors. Right. Exactly. And writers. <laughs> yeah. Like me. Yeah, that's fantastic. And they do seem to choose, Plethos does seem to choose really sort of int- an interesting array of shows. And shows yes. that are not what a lot of other um, community-based theaters yes. are doing. Yes. You know, they're not sort of old chestnuts. Yes, and exactly. I, and I think that's really valuable. Right. I think it is, too. I, I'm, I mean, that's... I am on the board now, which is such a weird thing yeah. to say. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing um, that it <laughs> I guess Corinne is like, you know, once you've done three shows with us, you're in it for life. <laughs> so, I just kind of, like, didn't go away after Shakespeare. I was I was there, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love this. I love you. I want to be here. I'm going to be here for everything, for every show, whatever you nice. need. Mm-hmm. She was like, cool. You want to come on board? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really it's cool getting to see the behind the scenes of it and how mm-hmm. how how they choose their shows and all of that. Um, I 
I don't know if I should even say this, but was <laughs> <laughs> it controversial? Um, but uh, I know that there was some there was some talk about doing Chicago later this year, and I was kind of like, no, because I wanted to That's keep right, the. We talked about. We this. did talk about yes. this because it's just because we've chosen such wonderful, unique yeah. shows so yeah. far. I was oh. really afraid. I was like, no, is this? Are we? Are we selling out? Are we compromising who we are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because you, you're right. Because you know, people choose the chestnut stuff because it's mm-hmm. safe. No one right. wants to take. Right. Uh, risk. Yeah. And you would think that's an oxymoron in theater. Theater is all about risk, isn't it? Right. Yeah. But, you know, companies are like, I mean, if there's a business part of it. Exactly. Absolutely. And that was for sure, I think, what they were thinking. Uh, and yeah. you have to balance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yes. you also, those shows you love. Yeah. You grew yeah. up yeah. loving that right. It's true. That's like, a good this point. is my chance. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to yes. do this. Yeah. I mean, if you could put a twist to it, I think. Right. That was, was my point. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, talking to you about that. We had a mm-hmm. whole conversation. Well, if they're doing it in the if they're doing it in the small space, they'll have to do some kind of a twist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Space is small. <laughs> yeah, my thought was, you know, trying to come at it from a fresh perspective is always good and I think mm-hmm. important, especially um, because a lot of people have seen Chicago and so it's right. like, why do they want to come see this one? What's our take right. on it? Right. right, exactly. So, yeah, um, which I know we never really, we haven't even gotten to the production stage of that because I- we couldn't find a venue. So, right. <laughs> right. I don't know what the take on it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are well. definitely some audience members. I, I know someone who, he and his wife go to every production of Spamalot. Uh-huh. They just uh-huh. love the show oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, will yeah. seek out Spamalot every, you know, every yeah. two or three weeks. It's like, we're going to another place. I can understand that. I have friends of mine who love Rocky Hard. They'll go right. to every Rocky Hard. Oh, yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. Or Hedwig. Yeah, yeah, certain shows have just a s- kind of nostalgia <laughs> sure. in them that right. you can just watch them a million times and it's, it's not so much about being entertained by the storyline. It's just living in that feeling right. that you've gotten for yeah, yeah, exactly. so many years. And we can talk about tiny, beautiful things. I mean, Cheryl mm-hmm. Sprade is just a fantastic author, really? and I was reading just her uh, Wikipedia page, and Wild, you know, uh, yeah. there's a movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon, and oh. uh, it, it's, it's amazing how, I mean, when I heard about tiny, beautiful things and agreed to stage manage, uh, I didn't know anything about Cheryl Strait, and it's like walking into a universe. And all of a sudden, yeah. I talked to a lady friend of mine. She's like, oh, yes, I know Cheryl Strait. Yes. So she has a built-in fan base. Really enthusiastic fans, like people yeah. for whom she means a lot. Like she has really yeah. – and you get a lot of this in the show, but she has really managed to speak to them in a way that they haven't yeah. had before. And so I think that's really exciting to do this show and be able to speak with people on, yeah. speak for people sure. on that level. Norman, had you heard of Cheryl Strait before? Never. Yeah, neither have I. Well, I mean – we're, we're not the we're not the, uh, <laughs> but I mean I totally appreciate I mean you know she I mean tiny beautiful things is about a letter writer sugar I mean basically mm-hmm. she's a um, an advice, advice columnist column, yeah. yes. but unlike I mean because their advice columns like Prudence dear Prudence and dear Abby, Abby and yeah, all of that that's stuff the big one. but there are some I mean cl- it's clearly with sugar. She she it, she takes a part of herself and yes, places right. herself in that. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, it's not fair for you letter writers to expose yourself. Right. I'm going to expose myself as well. Yeah. I think the big part of it is that she takes it a step further. So, yeah. so many, I mean, pretty much all that I've read, advice columns, people write in with a very specific question. Mm-hmm. Right. And the... Uh, the column writer will write back with a very specific answer. And that was not at all what Cheryl Strayer did with it. She would look beyond what their question was Mm -hmm. and give them an answer beyond just an answer. She would look, Mm -hmm. what is this person really needing to hear in their life right now? Mm -hmm. And then take something from her own experience and apply it and use it to explain 
how she knows this to be true, right. why it could be helpful, mm-hmm. and then what she thinks that they could do. Yeah. I think it's very important. I mean, I think a lot of advice columns may approach their job as if they're a therapist, and a lot of right. therapists yeah. are like, I'm not including myself into this, and right. I'm not going mm-hmm. to right. – I want you to find the answer, right. which yes. is fine, but I know for me it's like, well, gee – I'm the only one who's putting out, you know, do you yeah, yeah. care about me? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what I was going to say. I think therapy, that's the thing is that I, it's funny because our, um, our props, our props girl, she, um, uh, oh my goodness, Angela. Yes. That's her name. Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelina. Angelina. Yes. Angelina. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Angelina. I love <laughs> you very much. <laughs> um, but uh, Angelina, she, she uh, is a therapist or a, a mental health counselor, and she was mm. talking about how it's so hard because you can't give people direct answers. You mm-hmm. can't say, this is what you should do, even if it's so clear to you that yes. this is what they should do. Yes. Yeah. You have to ask them leading questions to get them like, well, what do you think is the best you should do? How do you think that would turn out? Right. How do you think right. this alter- other alternative would turn mm-hmm. out? Yeah. Right. So What's one way this could go? Yes. Exactly, exactly. You very much have to lead them on their own journey, Mm -hmm. whereas an advice columnist doesn't have that requirement. They can give much more pointed advice, Mm -hmm. um, and because they're not a mental health counselor, they won't get in trouble for it. Right, right. right. Yeah, Yeah. and sometimes get even better results because there's a back and forth. Well, I think one of the reasons people reach out to advice columnists over a therapist sometimes when they're in crisis is because they – they want that direct answer. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. need someone. A lot of the times they already know what it is they should do. They're right. afraid to do it. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to convince themselves to do it. Yeah. And so if they reach out to an advice columnist and that person can articulate exactly what it is they need to do and why, mm-hmm. it's so helpful. It's yes. like that kick in the butt to be like, you take control of your life now. Absolutely. Greta, let me ask you this. How has it been stepping into the shoes of Cheryl Strayed? Yeah. How is it being sugar? It's really interesting because, of course, we're not doing, like, an impression of Cheryl no, Strayed. No, yeah. of course. We're, we're sort of this, like, avatar of her. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely – I'm not channeling her, like, physical mannerisms or anything like that. But it's been really incredible because I think the way that she approaches answering these questions is – she even says this with – she approaches each letter writer with – what she says is unconditional positive regard. Okay. And she really is this person who has had every life experience, positive and negative, and she is not afraid to show you, she says again, her strengths and her weaknesses. And mm-hmm. she'll tell you about her heroin addiction and that she <laughs> cheated on her wow. first husband. Uh-huh. And she is just, listen, I'm going to be plain and I'm going to tell you all the things that are wrong with me, and yet I am still worthy of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So are you. And mm-hmm. so these people are able to write into her with these really mm-hmm. intimate questions because she's not judgmental she has this radical empathy and Mm -hmm. it's it's really beautiful and so it's really great to be able to step into her shoes and it's made me think a lot about where i'm judgmental in Mm -hmm. my own life and where i could approach people Mm -hmm. with more unconditional positive regard yes which is why that's that was um one of the big reasons i i took this on was was reading it and knowing that it's so incredible the way that it touches people not only um with the letter writers in um like because we've all been in that position of being in crisis and needing help Mm -hmm. but with sugar and being so empathetic and being so um helpful and Mm non-judgmental and how all of us can do that so much more and so people will come to this show and be a little bit better just having to think about the way that we respond to people when they are in crisis Mm -hmm. and how it's so easy to point the finger and say well you got yourself into this or you did Mm -hmm. this and that and the other 
But the ultimate thing is, it's like, yeah, well, however they got in that situation, that's a situation they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure, you've been in one before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not helpful to say, I told you so. One of the cool things about our rehearsal process is how open all of us have been yes. about our own life stuff. And, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I guess, the table work. Yes. And it's just amazing. You know, there are a lot of folks who are very guarded about, mm-hmm. hey, I, I don't need right. to tell you my stuff. You, we're just strangers. You know, we'll just, you know, in, in a week or a month right. or so, mm-hmm. I won't even see you again or right. something we'll like do, that. We'll do the technical side <laughs> of it. And, and right, exactly. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of, and I'm not sure if we've had conversations, Norman and I, about how much do you put in your life? I mean, like mm-hmm. the idea of method acting. Yes. You know, <laughs> do you do just yeah. the <laughs> We have not specifically yeah. talked about <laughs> yeah. that. But there's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole <laughs> other podcast episode. But there are actors who have the school of thought, hey, I don't need to put all of my emotions. I'll just put right. enough just to mm-hmm. get through and just to put a performance on. Yes. But I think there need there are some roles that you put in. You really have to feel it. You can't do letter writer number one and it's talking about, you know, number one, two, three. Absolutely. This is the, the dead dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. I mean, George Gill just a, a, did a fantastic job yeah. at our last rehearsal. Mm. And you can't do that just mailing it in. Oh, absolutely. You have to feel it. You have to feel it. And yeah. you could tell he was feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, he's an incredible actor. Yeah. Uh, he's so talented. And um, he, I mean, I knew, <laughs> it's funny, because when I read it, I saw him as that letter writer, mm-hmm. and I just didn't see anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone real incredible was going to have to come in and convince me otherwise. Right. Yeah. Um, because of Next to Normal, he did the same thing. I mean, you saw him feel it every night. Yeah. He mm. lived that scene. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen a lot of productions of Next to Normal, some great ones, some ones with um, higher production value and all that kind of stuff, but none of them did what he did with that scene. Yeah. Mm. It, that, that, mm-hmm. That's just fantastic. It's just yeah. absolutely incredible. He made my dad cry. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, did. Yeah. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, but it's also a credit to you as a director. I mean, you Thank sort you. of set the scene as far as, hey, listen, I'm going to ex- I'm going to tell you something about myself to sort of open it up so that we mm-hmm. can sort yes. of touch and connect. How d- and you this is your first directing thing? Yeah, it is. No, that's fantastic. Thanks. What are the difficulties? I mean, how have you? Um, how's it been? I'll, I'll just ask you that. I mean, it's been great so far. Yeah. I've been having a wonderful time. I'm so happy with the cast that I picked. <laughs> you guys are all wonderful, <laughs> especially Greta. Especially Greta. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I love all of my cast equally. Um, <laughs> don't tell them you're my favorite. <laughs> 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 uh, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said that to each of them at a different yeah, point, though. So, you know, don't mm-hmm. quote me on it. Fickle. Yeah. Uh, you're fickle. <laughs> <laughs> it changes daily. Um, but it's been wonderful. Um, I I think the key was really this show. Yeah. I, um, I had told Corinne that I would love to direct at some point for, for Plethos, but that, you know, I think that I'm mostly focused on my career as being an actor so that, like, if there was other cr- directors that wanted to um, to direct for her to give them that shot first because I want everyone to have that shot if that's what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. For me, it's something I'd love the opportunity to do, but um, I don't. Uh, it wasn't something that I needed or felt like I needed. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I feel like I could not have gone on without this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was how I felt the moment that I read it. She gave me the script and was like, just read it. Just read mm-hmm. it and tell me what you think because right. I think you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I sat down to read it thinking I'm going to get bored and then I'm going to go to sleep because it was like, I think, 1 a.m. when I did mm-hmm. this. And I sat there and for – the whole hour and a half <laughs> until it was like 2.30, crying my eyes out mm. and laughing and just being touched in a way that I I haven't in a, 
in a long time, or at least I've, I've never felt, I think, from, from theater. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been touched incredibly by theater, uh, but this was so different. It yeah. was it just immediately from the first three pages was such a different beast than anything I'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I've mostly been exposed to more classical theater, mm-hmm. uh, but it was so emotional <laughs> right off the bat. I think it was page 11 that I started crying and didn't really stop uh, until the end. Um, but that radical empathy showed through so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it just the way that Cheryl Strayed writes, I love that one quote that uh, letter writer number one has about how the way that he feels when he's in his deepest prayers is the way that he feels when he reads her words. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ooh. During the last point. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very powerful. I was going to ask yeah. you, Norman, because I think you're, you've been directing for, what, 20 years or so? <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> at least. Give but me your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm sure, but I'm sure people call you and say, hey, can you do this show? And you do it. And it may not call out to you. It's just a job. Mm-hmm. Well, but then there are shows. Most of the yes. time, mm-hmm. most of the time, it's I read it. Oh, I just, I had way, I didn't mention that this week. I had three auditions. I just had the wow. fourth one cancel. Oh, no. In fact, uh, when I stepped up a moment ago, you know, a little while ago, it was because today's job just canceled. Oh, oh God. God. Okay. Oh, um, but often I read a script and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then once I've decided it's a job that I'm going to take on, then I look at the script again. And so yes. this was one, um, the first thing I auditioned for this week, new play, it's going to be a reading. I read it, and I was like, okay, it's a little obvious. <laughs> and then um, getting ready to go in and read, the guy actually was afraid of equity, so he actually hi- um, he ended up hiring, but he um, auditioned a non-equity actor for the same role. And he's giving me these adjustments. And be smart, director. Do not waste your time or the actor's time by going through the whole frigging script, giving adjustments. <laughs> That's what rehearsal is for. Yeah. What you want to know is, can this actor take the adjustment or not? But I had to rethink about the script going in and go, okay, so what if it's not obvious? Mm, okay, now I'm feeling some other levels. Now I'm finding some other things mm-hmm. that are making me think, wow, this, if we can navigate it in that way, an audience is going to be blown away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've done that with, I'd say, more scripts than not. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. it's uh, as opposed to the, oh, the script that I'm just in love with from day one. You know, that, I think that is more of a rare beast, honestly. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> Which sure. Which makes you lucky. Yeah, super, super I lucky. I really do think the script called out to you. It did. It very much did. I mean, it, I mean, I, <laughs> it's funny, called out to me and called me out. I mean, that was <laughs> the thing. Oh. There is a, a bit of both of those things for yes. everyone. I oh, yeah. Because yeah. the advice that she gives is, I mean, it cuts to the quick. It really mm. does. She does not. It's funny because she she does and she doesn't mince words Mm -hmm. because she writes so beautifully and so eloquently in these gorgeous, gorgeous um, stories and paragraphs. But she also just says some things like it is. I mean, one of the quotes that's the best is, tackle the motherfucking shit out of love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's all going to die, so hit that (laughs) bell like it's dinner time. Exactly. And yeah, there's, yeah. there's the word. Yeah, I'm giving you a line note. Save that for rehearsal. Exactly. Excuse me, it's fantastic. Grant, I was going to ask you a question because it would be so hard. I mean, the letter, I mean, sugar takes in all of this emotions. Mm. And I know when people talk to me, like I had a good friend of mine. 
go through a divorce, a very painful divorce. I saw it from the beginning to the end where the guy was like, hey, you know, my wife said that she's sleeping with another dude and talked about how big mm. his thing is and just you know, just emasculated yeah. me. Yeah, it was really rough. And it was hard for me to, like, give the advice and just – but you're taking it from three different people. And um, sure. is it – is it hard to separate yourself from the when you go home from rehearsal? Do you still have it within you? Oh, mostly not. I mean, that may come later. <laughs> but I think yeah. at the stage of rehearsal that we're in right now, it's still sort of finding how mm-hmm. how um, mm. sugar is taking on these sure. these uh, people's yeah. problems. Yeah. And she does this really interesting thing where she switches tone, eats tone even sometimes within a single monologue, yeah. where she goes from these very – low sort of tones, very casual, very yes. all of a sudden to ethereal. We've talked about all mm-hmm. of a sudden she's speaking as if she's in a church or something. Sure. And so within a single monologue, yeah. she'll do that. But I think what will be helpful going forward in terms of not taking on mm-hmm. um, some of the negative negativity that the letter writers are, are putting sure, out sure. Is, is that Cheryl Strayed is so incredibly good at, at bringing all these things to a really um, – positive place yes. or bring them to a really um, sort of freeing place where you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, hearing that I feel so so much more yeah. equipped yeah. to go out into the world and think about things. Yes. And whenever they, she receives negativity, she always matches it with, uh, I understand. I've felt yeah. that way. Absolutely. Our minds are melding at this point. I think point. Uh, Dan Savage, who has a Savage Love podcast, he would always say, uh, if, you walk, if you enter into someone's life, when you leave, make as if it were a, ti- a room. Make yes. it sure it's tidier than what mm-hmm. else. Yeah, leave even better than before. Leave yeah. better than before. Yeah. yeah. A quick question for you, um, Amanda. Yes. Deal, and I've talked with with, with uh, Norman and with all the directors mm-hmm. because you deal with actors who come from different <laughs> backgrounds, mm-hmm. and you may need to speak in different languages or different. Yes. How has that been easy or difficult, or how do you deal with that? Well, that was what I was, I mean, I think least concerned about because that has always been my strength, has been yeah. communicating with different people. Like, yeah. I, my concern was more, is anyone, is anyone going to listen to me? Mm. Because I had come from zero past experience, essentially, mm. as a director. I was really afraid that the actors were going to be like, well, who are you to tell me this? <laughs> um, but it was the opposite. I mean, they were just, from the get-go, mm-hmm. um, so receptive. I mean, I know that that's... Um, not a small reason why I chose Greta for, for Sugar was because mm-hmm. she just, I could tell how much she wanted to work with me, not yes. the fun of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think you do create a very positive and very safe environment. Yay. I was, uh, you know, talking to Laura Zimmerman, who plays letter writer number two. Two, two. yes. Yes, <laughs> I know the numbers. Um, she two was saying that during the table work, you put so much of yourself out there that exactly. it makes, because she was saying, and I don't want to speak for you, Laura, but she <laughs> was saying that she is one of those people who doesn't necessarily immediately want to share. Uh-huh. And she said that you put so much of yourself out there that it makes it very comfortable and very safe for others. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. And like I said, leadership comes from the top down. Right. If the director is open enough to do that, then the actors will feel comfortable you, enough yeah, to do that. Yeah, you create that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I took uh, some inspiration for that from both um, Cheryl Strayed, of course, and her openness and honesty. Um, also, it is somewhat how I am in my normal life. Not nearly <laughs> as much, but somewhat. <laughs> sure. um, but largely Corinne, because of the way that Corinne uh, directed uh, Corinne, the founder of Plethos. Corinne Richie, yeah. Yeah, uh, she... 
uh, the way that she directed Next to Normal was that she would start every rehearsal with a uh, a question that was a deep dive into one of the um, more difficult subjects with that show because that show of course talk, tackles a lot of right. difficult subjects um, and. I loved it, and we, we would do about 30 minutes at the top of each rehearsal, and then we would move on, um, and I just every time was like, I just want to sit here and do more of this. Let's, <laughs> let's do more. Let's go. Let's dive deeper, and so when I read this show, and there's, I mean, even more things to mm-hmm. tackle, I yeah. was like, 100% we're going to be doing so much character work. That's why mm-hmm. when I made the schedule, I um, structured it to be character work for essentially two days. I mean, character and scene work, of course, sure. wanting to run the scenes, but um, that that would be the bulk of what we do because I think that is what is the most important in this show. Mm-hmm. I think that this show, um, if you only stick to a surface level, even if it's staged the most beautiful way, has the most beautiful setting, has the most beautiful music, anything like that, I mean, that all of that is important, mm-hmm. but people are going to only stay on a surface level and they're not going to take much away from it. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. going to stick with them. Right. Whereas if you create a reaction in people, let alone like three reactions, because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. expecting each person to have at least that many because there's okay. so many letters. I think I counted the other day. It's something like, oh God, maybe 56. It's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. With all yeah, the epistles. epistles exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right because the actors need to have the connection to the emotion, and of mm-hmm. course, if the actor feels the emotion, the audience will feel the emotion. Right. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. I think uh, the most important part of this show is to not, to not worry. As I mean, uh, of course, I've spent a lot of time on staging, and there's some really beautiful moments that we've we've figured out really cool ways to stage things, like folding laundry or uh, putting dishes away. But, but all of that means nothing mm-hmm. if we are not absolutely accessing the emotions of what each of the letters trying trying right. to access yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. now here's a question um, and I think you know we've talked a lot about um, tiny beautiful things but what about the state of theater in uh, the Bay Area just as actors and mm-hmm. and um, are, are you getting the most out of the Bay Area do you want to venture out do you want to go to LA New York that sort of stuff I mean for both of you you want to take that one, Greta? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on here, um, especially if you do, um, you know, if you have a day job. There's so many opportunities to participate, and mm. I've yeah. worked with so many incredibly talented people and mm. learned so many different ways of working mm-hmm. from them, and I'm constantly learning. Um, so I think it's fabulous, and I, I go to, you know, we go to so many shows mm-hmm. too, mm. and I, you know, on the on the reg, see stuff that is really surprising and leaves yeah. me asking questions mm-hmm. and thinking oh, that's differently. So, so I think it's great. So you're not frustrated actress like, oh my, I'm not getting paid enough or I'm not being mistreated. We've had, we've had a lot of women talk about you know mistreatment in the mm. rehearsal area and that mm-hmm. that sort of so stuff. So I'm lucky. Misogyny. I have absolutely never encountered that. Well, that's mm-hmm. excellent. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean. How about, how about you, Amanda? Um, I, I haven't personally encountered that um, much at all. Uh, I, uh, the, the harassment or the, the issues mm-hmm. with that. Um, for me, it's been it's been wonderful as well. I mean, since I I thought it was going to be such an uphill battle jumping back into theater, I was like, oh god, I gotta s- mentally preparing myself for all the rejection mm-hmm. I'm going to face and right. everything. And I mean, I've had really wonderful luck with getting uh, work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's been incredible. Yeah. yeah, and I really do feel because it's not New York or LA. There really is this sort of like let me help you, like everybody yeah. lifts each other up oh. kind yeah. of community. Yeah. At least that's been my experience. That yeah. you know, cool. I tell someone that I'm interested in, 
learning a new skill or doing something. And, oh, well, I know somebody who could help you with that. And yeah. oh, let's, yeah, or I'll help you. There's not a lot of. Yeah, two, two out of the three shows that I did the past year were from phone calls of people being like, hey, I, I heard from this person, or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I remember you from this, and, and yeah. Yeah. just people so reaching wonderful. out. And, yeah. of course, that doesn't happen if you don't have talent. So that's What other companies have you worked with? Um, so I did, um, speaking of, you know, impactful theater things that make you question, mm-hmm. um, I did a show uh, with the new new company, uh, Theater Cultura, which is uh, Linda Mayo-Hassan's. Mm-hmm. Hey, we had her yes, on. Yes, she's <laughs> wonderful. We had a cheer, story of a dream. Yes, cheer. That was the show that was in. That was the show. Yeah. We all know Nick. Look at this. What is this? Oh, God. It's almost and, like we all and, live in and the same place. And Leticia, Leticia Duarte. <laughs> Yes, and yes, oh, yeah. yes, she was. She played the mother. Um, That's right. Did you guys come see it when it was no. at Potrero? Uh, yeah, there was another show moving in, so we yeah. came in a little bit after that. Oh, okay. I worked on a show called uh, Emeryville Horror. Oh, okay, so, very cool. Mm-hmm. Small world. Yeah, small world, but yeah, that show for sure, I mean, had some crazy impactful moments. I mean, all of us cried at a certain point. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, fantastic. Yeah. What about you, Greta? What other companies have you worked with? Uh, most recently, I was just at, with Alterina. We did Ripcord, yeah. mm-hmm. which yeah. was really, really so fun, and that was such a wonderful group of people. Mm-hmm. And that, I just, I love that show yeah. so much. It's so I'm so, so bummed funny. I didn't get to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many, but oh, it's such, right. it's such yeah, a funny show. constantly stuff. I'm going to work with them in the summer, and I'm oh, super excited because I've never worked there Are before. Are you in... Gym- uh, yeah, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean, mm-hmm. yeah. Come back to the five and dime. Oh, can't wait yeah, to see yeah, 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 hey. Yeah, that's really fun. And then I've done a lot of stuff in the, um, like the South Bay, too, like the Pear Theater. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Have you uh, worked at West Valley Light Opera? I have not. Because I've, I've heard good things, and I know that they're doing Legally Blonde this mm-hmm. year, and I'm like, oh, ho, ho. Uh. <laughs> right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> right on, right on. I was going to ask, do you sing, Greta? You know, are you, are I you used musicals? yes, I have, but I, I used to do a lot of them, a, a ton, and then after college, I just sort of stopped, and I haven't mm-hmm. done them since college, mm-hmm. and I feel so out of breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess I tend to personally be more interested in performing mm-hmm. non-musicals, but I certainly like them, and, and I yeah. love, love seeing them and everything, but yeah. um, I would have to be... First of all, I'd have to really practice. Uh, right. <laughs> but um, I, I think I'd have to really be, there'd have to be something really interesting about mm-hmm. a show for me to. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure you've, you've done musicals before, you're too. You're very. I have, but the funny thing is, is not many. Only oh, really? When, That's only, so surprising. Yeah, only when I was younger. Um, oh, wow. And I, yeah, so and I think part of the reason, is I, I've auditioned, that's funny, is the things that I've, I've gotten uh, called back for is I've gotten called back for a couple musicals, na- haven't gotten cast. Mm-hmm. I've gotten cast in all three of the plays that I auditioned for. Sure, sure. And so I'm just like, is this the world trying to tell me something? Oh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the times. Right? Yeah. I know, that's true. And I think that it's also um, not more competitive, uh, but a little bit <laughs> um, when it comes to the the musicals. I think there's mm-hmm. you're getting people from all different parts of performing arts. You're getting these incredible dancers right. and these unbelievable singers yep. and then these wonderful actors and yep. so and everybody is trying to be that triple threat of doing sure. it all right. and sometimes they're looking for stronger dancers sometimes they're looking yep. for stronger sure. singers it depends yep. on what it is mm-hmm. or maybe it's a really actor heavy show like next to normal something like that right. so you just never really know right right when mm-hmm. you go into it but yeah yeah no, that's fantastic. We've hit the one-hour mark, but it's been fantastic. We've had a yeah, wonderful time talking. Yeah, <laughs> we've had fun, too. It was, yeah. so, it was so lovely to meet you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you guys Birthdays? 
So the first birthday um, that I want to mm-hmm. acknowledge, I normally keep it in the theater world, but yeah. today is my youngest brother's birthday, mm-hmm. and he's been dead almost 20 years. Mm. So it's an anniversary. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, you know, we always we always remember, mark the day. Yeah. Um, his son, who was 10 when he died. Mm-hmm. You know, is now twenty eight, going on twenty nine, I think. Yeah, wow. just had a baby last. Oh. Year. So I'm, like, I'm just loving feeling that cycle. So that's yeah. today. That's very much in my heart. Um, and then my father's birthday was Monday. Okay. Oh. And um, and he does a big five mile hike for his uh-huh. birthday. Oh wow! Um, so they did that last week, and I wasn't able to go down. They're uh-huh. down in Southern California. He's got to be eighty something. No, heck no. Oh okay. Seventy eight. Okay. Um, But those are family ones. Um, Non-family, Ron, I thought I talked about Ron last week. Ron Muriera, yeah. He's Mm -hmm. um, a guy who I met when I was just getting into the theater scene in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, He's now an arts consultant in San Jose, a very much big community activist. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, after not seeing each other for a long, long time, got to... um, we worked on a show at the San Jose stage. Uh, he, as the sort of city community liaison, mm-hmm. it was it was, you know, it was a weird connection. Yeah. And even weirder, he married. Um, why can't I think of her name right now? Uh, her birthday was like a week or so ago, and I knew her as a stage manager. So when he brought her to one of the events, she's like Norman G. Oh my God! And I was like. This is totally a small world. Yeah. 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 It's an even uh, smaller Bay Area. That's what I find yeah. all the time. You can't <laughs> escape people Bay, you know. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> get connected. Kathleen King, who is uh, Randy King's wife at uh, San Jose Stage. Okay. Oh, wow. Her birthday. Uh, Leon Gertson is an um, Asian-American actor who I've known for a long, long time. We've worked together in various little projects. I don't think we've ever been – maybe we've been in one pro- one full play together. But we've done all kinds of reading programs and – different things Uh, and in fact uh i oakland didn't have a shakespeare summer Mm -hmm. shakespeare at one point yeah and so i invited vallejo shakes i had access to a space so i invited vallejo shakes to bring their show in and leon i think directed maybe directed the first one or he was in it he helped kind of get that company up and going so leon is wonderful uh, Michael Asbury is a local Bay Area actor, and I just got to direct him in the last Playground. I was so happy, and I just got Are an email. Are you familiar with Playground? That's a, a series yeah. of new plays. They own, they run Patrol Stage, but they do the third Monday of the month at Berkeley Rep, um, oh, yeah. six short pieces. And so yeah. we just got to do one, which won the night. I oh, think great. I talked about that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Right on. Christian Haynes, who directed Ripcord, does. Yes, Christian. Yes, yes, Christian directed oh, me and I love Christian. Yeah, he's, and he and his wife are the loveliest people in the world. They are. <laughs> Alyssa, yes, I love them. Uh, Nolan Meacham is, um, what do we call it, East East, Deep East, okay. Livermore. Okay. Um, I met him doing a show at Livermore Shakes, his birthday's this week. Kristen Fitch is a, was a stage manager for Central Works for many years. Oh, wow. And just, it was amazing. She had this wonderful mind. She was very aware of all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Young woman with this, you know, just incredible knowledge. I was like, yeah. oh, I like that. So I think she's spending a lot of her time being a mom right cool. now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perry Aliado is another actor, Asian-American actor who I know through uh, Each One Reach One. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has now become a professor <coughs> 
of mathematics. <laughs> and um, if he's not married, they're engaged, he and his partner. Oh, that's so, exciting. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, Dave Sikula, I just met this last summer doing As You Like It. We did it all summer for SF Shakes, mm-hmm. you know, in the park. Um, and he played the Dukes. He played Duke Senior and Duke Frederick. Uh, John C. Halfacre, strange young man that I met through my stepdaughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, she brought him to one of our parodies. I've got this actor friend. I want him to meet you. And so he, he's, um, he's got an amazing energy. He's really focused on film. Okay. Oh. Uh, Richard Ryan, one of the oldest people I know, one of my oldest relationships in Bay Area theater. He was involved with Theater Bay Area when I first moved here um, and was always a source of information for that. He's also a singer, so he's done all kinds. There was a group that was doing regular shows at the Shelton. I'm not sure if they still are. They were doing late night musicals at the Shelton. Oh, it was fun. very cool, and he was part of that. Um, Aaron Merritt started Women's Will, um, director, teacher. Mm-hmm. Bay Area person. I'm going to skip one because I know you've got it. And um, <laughs> Mike Cro- Clifford, who I met as Michael, I believe, but uh, it's a woman. It's she's a woman um, with the name Mike, and I know like mm-hmm. two, I think, Mikes okay. like that. Anyway, that's my list. Birthdays, okay. happy birthday! Cool. And I have a quick list. Uh, Michael Andenberg. I knew him when he was Mike Berg. He uh, directed. Uh, Othello, <coughs> Gorilla Shakespeare oh, Company. Right, right. That was way back 2001. He's mm-hmm. now in Sacramento, and he's has a family. Um, mm-hmm. I always remember Mike because he was also a set builder, and he built like literally a, a, a building, two buildings mm-hmm. on stage. We were doing um, this was uh, Sick and Wonder of the World. Sick is a wonderful piece, sort of a East slice Enders. of life. It was an East Enders thing, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, I mean, the set building was just magnificent. So Mike Berg, his birthday is what will be Sunday. Uh, also, on uh, Monday, Janice Rumschlag, uh, her birthday, do you know? Uh, so, in any case, uh, yes, yeah, sure, her birthday is, will be Monday. And I've acted with her at the uh, Playwright Center for San Francisco. She was oh. an actress and also a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Is that it? Is that it? Oh, an old... Um, Dana. You didn't have Dana? Dana Lewis on Blackman. I'm looking right at her. <laughs> <laughs> like I skipped she, that one. She's, a, she's an actress and writer. Uh, she acted with Alicia von Kugelgen. Uh, they did the, uh, what was it, something of Irma Vep. I can't remember. The Mystery of Irma The Mystery of Irma Vep, yes. yes. Exactly. So uh, her birthday is Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's the list that I have. Yeah. Shows. No, I, 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 I was checking. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have shout-outs, please feel free. But um, I was checking because I thought that San Jose stage had said they were going to do this weekend. No, they've sent out an email like yesterday saying, yeah. no, we are closed. Yes, yeah. So I am going to put out these shows. And, of course, check the website to make sure it's still happening. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. it's still our right to push these shows. We should. Yeah. Optimistically, I think, well, you know, somebody, it's still happening. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if you know Tessa. Tessa um, jumped because I posted something. And she's like, that just makes me sad. Oh, the birthday. The birthday list. I put the birthday list up for mm-hmm. the yay. Yeah. And say, if you got a show, let me know. And somebody said, yeah, but all the shows are closing. And she said, oh, that makes me so sad. And I'm like, well, I think we are more just sort of a catalog of the shows than mm-hmm. a promotional device. If somebody wants to use it promotionally, yay. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. just trying to keep track of yeah. what's been happening. And when we put these things, I mean, a lot of people, they, you know, you don't know what shows people are on. Right. And if you listen to the end, listen to, look at, at the, you know, the notes that we have. Just the click on the yeah. link. 
and okay. boom, it's there. You yeah. can buy the tickets and all that stuff. Of oh, course, nice. of course, tiny beautiful things. Um, yeah. and, you know, we haven't I haven't gotten any, anything from Mary Jo, so I'm assuming the DMT we is still. We did get uh, some info from Mary Jo that uh, we're going essentially in two week chunks of okay. what's being canceled. Right. So right yeah. now, the next two weeks is canceled. In two weeks, we will know if the, uh, if the next after that is canceled. Right. And exactly. So, on. Right. so yeah. we have a month. We'll we have a month, yeah. and yeah. we're we still going to trudge on. Fingers crossed. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So Perfect. April April the 10th through the 19th, uh, Plethos. Mm-hmm. We are doing tiny beautiful things, and, and we're we'll exploring treatment. Uh, streaming options. Streaming, exactly. Wow. Also, um, well, I've talked about the Cherry Orchard. I think uh, they're still going on. They'll, this oh, will be the really? last week. This mm-hmm. is at the Town Hall Theater. Uh, Tom Riley is in it. Susan Evans is directing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, what Alice found there, the Wii Players, they are doing that. Uh, let's see. Wii Players? In San Fran, we play. I think so. Oh, okay. Alan Coyne told me about it. Oh, that's his uh-huh. next show. Oh, nice. Um, Violet the musical that will be from May the twenty eighth oh. to June the twentieth. So uh-huh. that's way, way, way out there. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Town Hall Theater as well. Stephen McLeod will be in that. Uh. Also, the quality of life. That's uh, that that'll open March the twentieth tentatively right until april the 19th kim donovan that's her next show oh nice uh, yeah kim she's gonna be playing the older version of the same character in jimmy dean and oh, i'm so, right. I'm oh, so yeah. excited yeah, yeah. She's, she's and of course amazing. tim was wonderful in our show uh, mm-hmm. four men in paris and that's it um well and then mm-hmm. uh, so i i haven't put the link up yet but we are about to uh, put up our first ted talk not our TED Talk, uh-huh. but one of the birthday people from last oh, week right on. said, well, you could post my TED Talk. And I'm like, absolutely. We will <laughs> post, <laughs> post your TED Talk. Well, who's, who's doing the TED Talk? Um, uh, Kathleen Antonia. Kathleen Antonia Tarr. Yes, yeah. Kathleen Antonia Tarr. She's yes. a wonderful actress and also a lawyer. And I think she focuses on theater, law, social regarding, issues. Yeah, yeah. Social yeah. Issues. Yeah. I want to get her back on because the audio quality wasn't great when we had oh, her on. Oh, okay. Well, but she, I'm sure she, she was really, it. really strong. Yeah, and well, she's, she's so smart. Yeah. Ladies, did you have a wonderful time? Oh, yeah. Such a wonderful time. Thank you for having me. Any us. other things you want to give a shout out to? Any shows you know coming up? There are no. so many. Yeah. I know many of them have been pa- postponed. Oh. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a weird time. But that may bode well for your show because people may be hungry. It's true. By the so. time we get to April. Gosh, yeah, we I'll hope. St- I'll st- you know, when we did... Um, we did the marriage of Benton Boo right after September 11th, and right. we had such an audience because people just people needed, needed to. People needed the, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. needed it. So I'm hoping we'll have the same effect. Yeah. All right. My, uh, here's my blurb. You can find the EA. Of course, you're listening to the EA already, but we're on any app that you listen to your podcast. We're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We're on SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can use the SoundCloud app, which is going to SoundCloud.com. If you're an old Stogie and you listen to your uh, podcast on a laptop or a desktop, you can listen to it via iTunes. Just mm-hmm. click on the store. You click on the search engine, and you can find us. You're not going to buy anything. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise, if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. <laughs> I'm at Red Space Clay. Uh, <laughs> see? see, see? <laughs> and I'm at Hoosier Hoosier. Ladies, do you do the uh, social uh, media? Website? We- yeah. Facebook? N- not professionally. Not professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, if people want to find more about Greta or about Amanda, you can uh, – Click on their Facebook. They links. gotta come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Things. Facebook or on Instagram at Gioretta. Plethos.org. Yeah, go to plethos.org uh, if you want to yes. learn more about the the, the company. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I think I have a bio on there, but um, 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, because we have budding uh, directors and, you know, playwrights and people mm -hmm. who own sh companies, they're looking for actresses, they're looking for directors. Really? So yes, yes. You can't go wrong. Definitely mm -hmm. come audition, uh, <laughs> contact uh, Corinne mm -hmm. uh, if you are interested in directing. They're always, always looking for yeah. other people. But also, if someone wants to hire you, to, you guys. But yeah, also, do that job. We're here and we live in the Bay Area, so we exactly. definitely need jobs. <laughs> and we, we gotta, gotta find a better sign off, and we are out.